You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 9 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. That was good. Hey, you got it. That was good. Got right in there. You got it. Hey, you want to hear something? Yeah, go ahead. I had a dream about the MN Corner last night. Oh, you're dreaming about it. (laughs) I did. Wow. I had a a dream that we had a guest. Yeah. Who's that guest? And the guest was Bill Murray. (laughs) That would be an amazing guest. Can you imagine? Bill Murray. What did we talk about with Bill Murray? With I don't even know, but he was just there. Like, my mind was kind of blowing a little bit. That is mind blowing. Bill Murray. Yeah. Amazing. That wouldn't be bad. Do you what know if Bill Murray. Like a... What? What's that? No, go ahead. Bill Murray had a cameo in the Get Smart with uh, Steve Carell and and and. And what's her name? Who went to Vassar for like six weeks? Uh, Never saw it. Yeah, he had a, he. It was Anne Hathaway. And Hathaway, right? Yeah. Um, she went to Vassar for how for fifteen minutes. I, she went. I think she went for a year or two. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Anyway. Um, so Bill Murray she had left a to pursue her her yeah. her career in the performing arts. Um, right. So no, Bill. I had no idea we were. Searching around for stuff to watch, and we didn't feel like really binge watching stuff. And so we found the Get Smart remake, the movie, and it's Bill Murray's in the it. bottom of the barrel, though. It, yeah. it was there were a few funny lines. Did you used to watch the show? So I, I'm convinced this is one of those shows that I only saw in reruns. There's no way. No, I, no, no. Old. Yeah, no. I'm talking about reruns only. We're not old enough to right, have seen right. the original. I do. Well, the thing that I. Re- when we were kids, the reruns were on a lot. Right. The only thing I really remember about the show, I remember two things about the show. Yeah. One, the shoe phone. Yeah. Famous. And yeah. that she was Agent 99, which I had been yeah. known to refer to Lauren as Agent 99 also. Right. How um, original. What? How, How original. Exactly. So. Yeah. Um, you don't remember the opening? I do. That, because, yes, I remember yeah. the opening. I mean, that was pretty right. intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually. And they did you... the opening in the movie. And I said to the okay. girls, oh, like, this is really famous. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, when we made Trey Man, yeah. there's a scene where the guys go to deliver the Christmas tree on the subway. Yeah. And you see them getting on the elevator in the subway. And I, and as we were watching the doors close, I'm like, we're keeping this I in remember there. that scene. I'm like, we're keeping this here. Because of Get Smart. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I had to explain to the girls. It was a spoof on like the James Bond stuff yeah. or whatever. I, yeah. um, I saw, I, I was flipping channels last night and I came across Goldfinger. Uh, and I was in an old Bond movie. Yeah, yeah. It was good. It was good. The, you the, didn't watch the Knicks last night? Well, I kept looking in and they were down by 20 points. I was like, was I, I, I can't. Yeah, they did really well. That was like a 40-point turnaround they yeah. had. I mean, they ended up winning, I think, by 13, but the right. last few points that the 
the world champion Bucks scored were you know garbage kind of right. like they they put them away in the second half and well so in here's the, fourth the thing quarter, like, they were they were amazing. This is blood pressure management. Plus, I got mm. boosted yesterday, and I yeah. wasn't feeling great. I feel and fine you feel, now. You feel okay? I feel fine. So yeah. I, I, I got um, so my original vax was Moderna, and I got a Pfizer booster because mm. variety is the spice of life. Um, and I didn't. And in Montgomery County, Maryland, I couldn't really find the Moderna booster. When I was looking for it and like within 25 miles, I'm like, I'm not going on one of these vaccine quests. They said you can mix and match. I'm mixing and matching. Right. It's funny because you and I were talking about the booster before we recorded last week's episode. And as soon as we finished the episode, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go get the booster. And I just wandered over to the Museum of Natural History. Yeah. Like a quarter to five. And I think it closes at like five. And I just... There's security, and I wandered in. I'm like, "Hey, are are you still giving vaccines?" They're like, so there's, a, yeah. "There's a vaccine clinic in the museum." Yeah, yeah, that's where they do it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's where Mia got hers. And you know, like when they opened it up to kids, like 12 to 15, they're like, "Hey, Museum of Natural History," and it's really right. cool because right, right. it's in one of these big halls. That's cool. So I wandered over there. With the T Rex like, looking over you. Yeah, exactly. The whale. That's awesome. And they're like, yeah, we're still open. And I'm like, cool. So I wandered in and they're like, all we have is Moderna. And you and I are the opposite because I had the two, my first two were Pfizer. I'm like, right. oh, sure. That would be great. I'll get so the Moderna. So they say that in, in clinical studies, Pfizer, Pfizer, Moderna is allegedly better than them all. So Again, you're like freaking mar- Superman. It's, it's marginal though, right? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. like, seriously, they could shoot COVID bullets at you and they would just freaking bounce off. Exactly. I'm like Aaron Rodgers. I might the duck. I'm like Aaron Rodgers over here. <laughs> that fucking guy. And then he, went, he blamed the woke mob because yep. he lied? Pretty much. <laughs> oh my God. I, uh, here's what I, I, I'm curious about. We can't trust Anthony Fauci. But Joe Rogan is okay? Like, what is Joe Rogan's background? That Isn't he makes a wrestler? Him, I think he Oh, was, no, an MMA fighter. He was an MMA fighter. So what is his, what are, like, like what credentials does he have that makes him a more credible source than Anthony Fauci? Well, I mean, this is, this is the zeitgeist among like white dudes. Exactly. But that's, let's, let's figure this out a little bit. Like why, why do they listen to him? Is it because that Fauci is part of the establishment and they're I guess so. and like the he's establishment? Like, and he's he's educated and he believes obviously believes in science and stuff. I mean, the 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 kind of cultural zeitgeist of dudes our age yeah. who are Republicans is are basically it's you know fuck whatever anybody is saying. Yeah. Science doesn't matter. That's bullshit. It's what I think. And it and then they seek out people like Joe Rogan sure. who are going to confirm that. And They're basically, looking, Joe Rogan's whole stick is, you know, freedom, think for yourself, yeah. regardless of the fact whether you know anything about this or not, and make up your own mind, and I'm a dickhead, and you can be a dickhead like me, too. I mean, these so are the role models. So, but what's so appealing about that to, I had white, no idea. to white men who, again, it always goes back to, you know, the, the demographics are clearly against uh, white people, 
And I don't mean that in a, in a positive or negative way. The facts are the facts. Like by 2040, whites will be a minority in the right. United States. So they right. feel that their superior position is being threatened. This is why we see this backlash. Right. And so this is like they're asserting dominance by saying, yeah. fuck you. I'm not listening to this science. Exactly, whatever. I'm going to do what I think. I'm, gonna, I'm in charge still. Right. I and, mean, I, yeah, it's a flex. I, it's a flex. It is a flex. There's also this thing like, you know, the let's go uh, Brandon thing. Yeah. There's also like, I always kid around that. I always kid around that Lauren married a 15 year old. Yeah. And, but these, these guys, and, and men and women who are one, the kind of Joe Rogan followers and this let's go Brandon thing. This is something that like 15 year olds think is funny. Right. Well, it's, it, like, it's like they're emotionally stunted. Stunted. Well, did you see that video of that guy who threw himself down on the ground in a store when he was told that he needed a mask? Did you see this? Some adult male. This was recently? Within the last week or or 10 days, laid down on the ground, just like put himself on the ground and wouldn't move. Like that's a fucking toddler move. Like a toddler move. Right, like a two-year-old. Like and they go limp? Yeah. And they say, and they scream, no fun, no fun, no fun. That <laughs> I, I was Seth, my nephew Seth. Is that what he did? He's no, the, fun, right. no, no fun, fun, no fun, no fun. When he didn't, when we're you're like Seth, we gotta, wow. we have to leave the zoo now. He go limp. <laughs> no fun, no fun, no fun. And that's what this guy did. But right. essentially, what we're seeing is one giant national temper tantrum. <laughs> that's seriously what this emotionally is. stunted. I look at this stuff. I'm like, who thinks this is funny? I don't Who know thinks if they this think is it's funny. Like Joe Rogan, this is the kind of thing that I, I don't know. Maybe I'm a maybe I'm a girly man, but I don't. I I, I find none of this appealing I, it, whatsoever. Like but is Joe clearly, Rogan sort of the new Howard Stern? I think in a way, yes. Okay, so how there's something about Howard Stern would say things that were outrageous and gross, and you didn't want to listen to it. But actually, Howard Stern was actually a Fairly sophisticated and insightful very political really political analyst. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, so if you take away the fart jokes and the grossness about, you know, his wife or his ex-wife and uh with the pole dancers in the studio and some of which was a huge part of his shtick and part of his appeal for a certain set of people, the guy had a great political radio program. Right. And he was doing satire. Right. Right. Right, he was doing right. witty, intelligent, and yes, gross. Right, and you have to you 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 dress it up as this you know infantile sophomoric humor. Right, but he was, I guess, he was anti-establishment in his own way. Of course, he was. Right. So, so Joe Rogan is anti-establishment. Right, but he's, he's not. not ha- I I don't funny. I haven't really listened to it, but he doesn't seem to me as half as clever. No, as, but I don't think that he's Stern. supposed to be. I think I think he's substituted anger for uh-huh. the, the humor has is taken out and so it's like, anger. It's so it's a, a podcast about being a douchebag? I think so. I don't really know. And, and a certain and a certain kind of a certain kind of douchebag. An right? alpha like, alpha right, douche. Right. An alpha douche, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah alpha yeah, douche. Alpha douche. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's How the alpha douche. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a cultural thing that I don't really understand at all. Yet he is 
incredibly popular. Like yeah. he has the most popular podcast. Didn't he sign even some more popular than ours? Right. Didn't he sign a hundred million dollar deal with Spotify or something? I mean, something crazy. I don't think our I mean, deal is anywhere our near deal is good. It's fine. I mean, we're not going to go, you know, we're, we're not going to, okay, right. We're not going to go hungry, but at the but same yeah, time, it's like, come on. Actually, our deal would cause us to go hungry. <laughs> It actually, it actually would. This is the price we pay for being the conscience of the nation. I mean, seriously, if the market is setting the value of what we're delivering, we're in a hell of a lot of trouble. But that's what it is. Like, but but Joe Rogan, the market is determining what his value is, and his value is incredibly high. I, I have, I have read about this in morbid fascination. Yeah, and dread. Dread because this guy is so influential. Yes, freaking exactly. Joe Rogan. So, so Anthony Fauci is not to be believed and not to be trusted, but Joe Rogan is, right. and that's this is the problem that we face as a society. World, it's, it's upside down. Everything is upside down. Exactly, we're in bizarro America right, right now. Exactly, the world it's, is square. Batman is <laughs> well, it's uh, flat. Superman is what? Where the world is flat. No, right? it, no, it's in bizarre world, the world was square. Oh, but in but in this world where uh, Kyrie Irving is in charge, the world is flat. Flat Earther Kyrie Irving, also anti-vax. Anti-vax, exactly. And now we have Aaron Rodgers. We have there's a bunch of that. Bradley Beal down here on the Wizards, yeah. anti-vax. Is Bradley, a lot of a lot of pro athletes have been very, very coy about what they've actually because they're alpha males right they're alpha douches i would i would have to say they're alpha douches all the knicks are vaccinated as far as we know or else as they would be playing right is bradley beal playing yeah he i think plays. so because kyrie irving is not right. allowed to well, play because, yeah because of new york maybe bradley beal did end up getting vaccinated in the end, I don't know because the Wizards are nothing that I'm terribly interested in. So, right, the Nets are playing better. So, I wonder if Kyrie is going to start to feel the pressure <laughs> to uh, get vaccinated. That's so. right. So, uh, big news since yeah. our last episode: Virginia and New Jersey. Ooh! Wow! Yeah. Wow! Uh, now, uh, wait! 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 Hold I would up. say okay. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up. Before we get to that, because I agree that that is big news, but there is also other big, bigger news, I would say. We passed the infrastructure bill. bill. Yeah. Like, let's let's take a second. It's much smaller. It's not even 1.7 trillion. It's 1.2. Is that what I read? I I I fell asleep last night. Whatever it is, it's still the largest infrastructure bill in the nation's history. In in fact, if you take a look at the first 11 months or 10 months of the Biden presidency, what this presidency, which is allegedly over in trouble, (laughs) it's the worst. And we'll he's incompetent. Yeah. He's a total loser. He yeah. he he. Right. Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. Yeah. He's got. He needs to be evaluated by neurologists and stuff like that. It, the presidency's over. Every time you turn on yeah. cable news channel, the presidency is over. Every time I yeah. see my nephew, I pick him up at his apartment. As uh-huh. First five seconds, I'm like, I got news for you. He's like, What's that? I was like. The Biden presidency is over. And does he want to punch <laughs> you in the face? Does he, he try totally to punch does. you in the but face? But he deserves it because he opens my car door and he's like, for Seth, 
like it's like I'm an Uber. Fuck that kid. Not- that's Fuck that kid. He's taking the metro. That's next hysterical. Time. Every time yeah. I pick him up, he opens the door. It's like, because one guy, did, I went to pick him up once, and the, the building that he lives in is like a dorm. Yeah. So they're all standing out there with their phone, waiting for their Ubers. And right. I pulled up, and some dude comes in. I'm like, I'm not your Uber. So then Seth gets in the car, That's and I tell awesome. him that story. He thinks it's the funniest thing in the whole world. Next time I pick him up, he opens the car, and he's like, uh, Seth? For, that's so great yeah, yeah it was really anyway fun. go on okay. so does he get angry when you give him shit about that <laughs> he gets this smirk and he's like <sighs> but um so think about everything that joe biden has actually accomplished from january to november yes it's a lot it's transformative i yeah. mean he's it, the transformative president hold <laughs> on i want to hit you with a with a sound i need a sound say again Biden's presidency has been incredibly successful. Biden's presidency has been incredibly successful. <laughs> so you found more sound. I, I was able to find more sounds for you. Yes. Yes, baby. I'm, I still don't have sound, which Lauren thinks is a very, very good idea. Yes. It's like, it's a I, good thing. Yeah, she, she, listens to the, she listens to the podcast. Every Monday morning while she's walking the dog. Whether she wants to or not. And no, no, she's a, she's I'm a devoted just fan. playing with you. She's a devoted fan. And she's she your wife. Said, she said that she thinks it's a very good idea yeah. that you are in control of the sounds and that I have no access to them. That's right. Because I did find one of the sounds that you were looking for. <gasps> and I'm not putting it up here. Okay. And I'm not even saying it because I'm trying right, to protect. No, don't say it. I'm trying to protect your brand here. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. Anyway, yeah. so, um, but then every time you curse from now on, I'm going to hit you with this. <laughs> Wait, let's so try. Start, start cursing. Fucking it. No, no. Keep you got to keep the stream of curses going. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Like, like in um, <laughs> you got to like curse. In Ted Lasso. Just, Say, uh, what's his name? And Ted Lasso. Oi! For fuck, say, fuck, fuck, fuck. That's like great. That. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Roy, his name isn't Sam. His name's Roy. What the hell's wrong with me? And then I anyway. have one more sound that I'll save for later. Okay, so Joe save. Biden, incredibly successful presidency. Yeah. And I don't know. Oh, and the jobs report was really good because it, it was revised. Yeah. So there was and all this negative point, media and, attention about and, October jobs reports before. And then they're like, oh, wait, actually, yeah, it's really, other, really good. But that so, happened after the election. Okay, so now let's go back to talking okay. about Tuesday night in Virginia, New Jersey. Okay. So a couple things. One, we should ground this discussion with two facts, three facts. One it's a lot of fun. no Democratic New Jersey governor has won a second term in 44 years. Yeah. Okay, Two, that's one. I know what the next one is. Go ahead. Virginia yeah. has one term. So McAuliffe was a governor. Yeah. His term was up. His lieutenant governor became the governor. And now he was coming back to run for governor yeah. again. So they've had two and consecutive Democrats. Third fact. Yeah. Third fact is. Virginia has never yeah. elected a governor of the same party of the president of the United right. States heading into the midterms. Yeah. 
Okay. And that goes back like eight elections or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so and only yeah. one person in 1973 was able to become governor of Virginia twice. He changed parties. He was a Democrat. He became a Republican. Interesting. 1973, I think it was. Okay. So now let's discuss the yeah, freak well, out over Virginia. And so, okay, so people are freaking out because Terry McAuliffe, yeah. the Democratic candidate for governor in Virginia, Lost a state lost. that Joe Biden won by ten points yeah. a year ago. Yeah, and there so was like, and there was like a, in places of Virginia there were like nineteen twenty point swings. Yeah, so everybody was trying. Well, what happened? And saying that this is these are Biden voters and these are suburbanites and why are they now voting for the Republican who was endorsed by Trump and who had some problematic uh, <laughs> spots like commercial spots that were. Borderline, uh, well, anti-Semitic and and ra- racist dog whistles. Look, this is yeah. not anything new, though. This is what Republicans do. We, ever since the Southern Strategy in 1968, yeah. right. Republican candidates, no matter where they are in the United States, play on race through dog whistles. Uh, yeah, welfare queens, Law and Order, Willie Horton ad. Yeah, exactly. Man, the new thing of that is critical race theory. Exactly. Critical race theory is just Willie Hortonism dressed up for 2021. Right. I think it was particularly effective this time out. I was talking to a friend uh, who's a resident of Northern Virginia. Yesterday we had lunch. Um, And he said, you know, he was thinking about it. We were talking to it over. He said, you know, I just think that like, one, education hits really close to home. And... You know, you, you had kids, 18 months of lockdown, COVID, kids are in that's a, that's really a weird lash. places. Yeah, that's a bad thing. And, you know, COVID. like, I, I, I think, like, wow, Mia missed, like, some really critical years in terms of social development. They all did. And, like, are they, is she making up for it? And so on and so forth. And so, like, is, this is my friend Steve, who I thought was spot on about this. He said, parents are really, really freaked out. And then you take kind of low information voters and you just hammer them. Critical race theory, critical race theory. Parents can't say what they should be taught in school and so on and so forth. And then, and people flip out. And what, that was a clip, the McAuliffe gaffe where he said, you know, parents shouldn't tell, you know, shouldn't have a right to say what should be taught in school. He was actually making, I think I made this point last week, a pretty reasonable point about it because you also you actually have a bunch of crazy parents out there who want to ban books and so on and so forth but so but there are school boards where there are parents on those school boards representing parents so it's not the parents don't have a say at all of course of course so all of these things kind of came together then you had the inability of national democrats to pass an infrastructure bill until this week yeah till this week then you have like the kind of background noise of the really kind of stupid wokeness that goes on that I think yeah. adds to the adds to kind of a charged oh, political environment. So so you and I So you got really charged up about this when I sent you that article by Matt Bai. Yeah, so you and I the, had a really uh, long uh, text, text exchange this yeah, week yeah. about that about the whole backlash against wokeness. Right. Um and I, you know, I, I definitely understand what you're saying, but I feel like uh, the big mistake the Democrats make is that we allow Republicans to frame the debate. Like, I understand 
that people are upset about quote-unquote wokeness, or I understand that they think they're upset about critical race theory, even right. though critical race theory is not taught in public schools in Virginia. Well, there's no public never school been... system in the, in, the, in the country where it says we right. are teaching critical race theory, but there is, I think, you know, an emphasis on race, as I think there should be, but I think people are, there's a hoopla around this critical race theory and, and so Because it's, it's, again, this is like the, the racist dog whistle. And okay. now critical race theory is the racist dog whistle that's uh-huh. being used. Okay. But, but really, we should be focused more on the existential threats we currently have to our political system. And it bothers me that, that voters are getting more worked up about some perceived threat from critical race theory than mm-hmm. they are mm-hmm. uh, by gerrymandering and by voter suppression right. and by insane gun laws well, so this and, is... and by abortion rights being eroded. Like right. those so, are the issues that everybody should be focused right. on, not on whether or not your feelings get hurt because right. we talk about race in school. Right. And I think that this was a, I have a response to that, but also I think this was a mistake of Terry McAuliffe campaign, which was, it was just an effort to tie Youngkin to Trump rather than talk about yeah. Youngkin, Trump, guns. It, they did, he did have a bunch of spots about protecting a woman's uh, reproductive rights, um, but it was not a five-alarm fire kind of thing. Now, my point about the kind of excessive wokeness and, the, and just to give our listeners a, a more context, there was an... Uh, an op-ed by a guy named Matt Bai in the Washington Post in which he had looked at the American Medical Association's new guidelines for how to say certain things. And some of this stuff was really bizarre, over-the-top, ridiculous. Um, actually, I, I, a couple of people actually sent me this stuff separate from the Bai article. And my point is, this is like ready-made for Republican consultants and others to use as a weapon against Democrats. Suddenly, Joe Biden is this radical, woke leftist. You can't think of a more centrist Democrat than there ever was. And yet these things can be used in. So why give them ammunition? Besides the fact that this stuff is over the top and stupid, but, Je- but, truly, but truly the stupid. AMA. Like it's the AMA. Who honestly gives a shit? Well, my point I is, mean, is that no not... one does, except for the fact they put this stuff out and then it gets picked up and it's part of this environment that includes okay. but, critical but, race theory and okay. dog whistles and yes, say, these the people problem, are crazy. You can't say what you want to say. You can't think what problem, you want to think, et cetera, et cetera. But part of the problem is that the, the mainstream socialist media... left is taking away your ability to think. Uh, They're creating a narrative for you. They're controlling history, et cetera, et cetera. It's but, all of but, those things but that the media, is going to freak people but the, out. But the media amplifies this. Instead of ignoring it, instead of treating it as the sideline issue that it really is, they bring it up front and center. Uh, and that true. is a mistake. True. That is a, an enormous mistake. Why isn't the media talking about how nobody has really been charged for January 6th? Right. Like, why aren't we more focused on the fact that there was an attempted insurrection led right. by the former president of the, of the United States? I agree with you. And I agree nobody with you. And on is a, getting. And on a random Wednesday, the January 6th investigation is covered in the Metro section, uh, the Metro section yeah. of the Washington Post. Unless but instead, like today, there was a big story about Giuliani and Bernie Carrick in January 6th. But whatever. Okay, but- but again, I, I instead, still, like CNN, CNN is devoting, you know, hours of airtime 
to the tragic shooting on the set of the Alec Baldwin film. <laughs> well, like, that's for it. But the Washington Post has done this amazing three-part series on the insurrection on January 6th. So it's not okay. uniformly but, uh, No, bad. But, but again, these those things are great. But very few people are reading the Washington Post, relatively speaking. Right. So it's great, like you have this big three-part series, but it's not the same. Uh, a three-part series in the Washington Post is not the same thing as front page day after day in the New York Post. Well, you know what I'm well saying? okay. So this and, is my and point. Obviously, this obviously, is another point. Rupert is Murdoch. That... Rupert Murdoch is to blame for a lot of this. I but... am. I'm. I'm a Washington Post reader. I. I'm not sure how many people who deny the fact that January 6th was that who believe it was a false flag operation created by the FBI to smear Donald Trump and his supporters is reading the Washington exactly. Post. Exactly. We're preaching to the choir here. Right. Exactly. But my point is, is that when these kind of new language guidelines from the AMA comes out. No doubt, no doubt the people like the New York Post people. And, and can I just admit that I do peek at the New York Post sports section every now and again? It's totally legit to okay. say that you read the post for the sports. Like that's okay. 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 And uh, for Fox news and Newsmax and OAN for all, for these, for this, ecosystem and for all these guys in drive time talk radio it's not even drive time now it's 24 7 yeah 24 7 that they're going to pick up i i, I would imagine they've they've already done shows on the amas and it just adds to right an but, environment like this but which the I mainstream think is, it's unnecessary media, the mainstream media like the washington post does itself no favors by by publishing this opinion piece that well he's a regular you, columnist Okay, that's great. But I thought he it was well have, done, actually. But he didn't have to write about this. Because he's basically... He's, uh, I mean, he's a communist. He can write whatever he wants. Of course he can. And the Washington Post can there publish whatever There you go. Trying to control the news. The left. Look at that. Uh -huh. You can say whatever <laughs> you want. I am trying to control the news cycle. I know. I'm trying to reorient the news cycle right. into a pos into a direction where we're actually looking at things that matter. I, I think that I I absolutely agree with you 100. percent And if you know people were reading our text, all I was saying was this gives the right ammunition when it doesn't really need to. They, they don't need it. And but, that, I do think that it's been framed in, incorrectly, and that the the issues of voter suppression and guns and all these things have not been as front and center as perhaps they should be. Okay. That's I also think, though, it's not just the media. Like, the, how is it that the Democratic Party cannot say, cannot say, this is, it clearly is not a good strategy to say, um, we lost because the voters are racists. There needs to be a, you can't blame right. your no, voters. I, I, Harry I Bacon, it. another columnist for the, for the Washington Post, two days later, he basically blames the voters for the Democrats' loss. That's ridiculous. It. We need it. to articulate a positive vision for the future while at the but same time- But they're while, actually oh, executing on that vision. Well, the Democrats yes, are executing not, on it. Yes, but they need to package a message about a positive vision of the future that yes. at the same time demonstrates why the Republicans are a danger to the Republic. But it's a lot easier to scream fire than it is to say right, but you can't call your vote. You can't call potential voters racists. Okay, but I'm saying it's a lot easier to scream there's a fire than it is to say no. 
We've invested $20 million in new firefighting equipment. Mm-hmm. We have new firehouses. We have right. like, those are messages that are harder to convey. I, so, so when you talk about work harder AMA, Democrats, but when you don't talk call about your voters AMA, racists, when, when you talk voters. about this AMA issue yeah, and you said, we're giving them ammunition mm-hmm. and that's true. However, if it's not this, it's something else that they'll right. find to but, harp on here's, because but, there's, it's impossible not to have anything that they're going to grab hold of. Here's my point. In Loudoun County, Virginia, which Terry McAuliffe actually won, but didn't win at this, by the same margins as Joe Biden won in 2020. And he actually, Donald Trump got like 35% of the vote in Loudoun County, Virginia. Glenn Youngkin got 45% of the vote. Yeah. There's clearly this 10-point swing. There are these people who are going to vote, either Republican or Democrat. And as you point out, Youngkin was supported by Trump, but he was very, very elusive. He never had Trump at a rally. He never right. copped to the fact. So then- so he's a more palatable Trump. Right, right, right. Absolutely. But you that 10% is clearly critical in your, in your ability to elect either a Democratic governor or a Democratic president. You're right. You can't now call those people racist. I don't think that they're calling- the 10% of people racist, but they are falling victim to racist tropes. And if it's not racism in your face, it's dog whistle racism. This is this is this is the kind of thing this is the kind of thing that happens. Someone it, it, there are some people who are clearly racist, and then there are people who say, look, I'm sensitive to these issues, but I have some reasonable questions. They're called racist. Okay. Then you but- have people say, you know what? I'm not as interested in any of these issues. It's not the first thing on my mind. What's first thing on my mind is a good job. Okay. But then how come you're not focused on the economy and how it's improved under Biden? I'm I'm saying the messaging, clearly the Democrats have a problem because because the economy is actually really good. But it's always going to be the case where it's easier for a demagogue to to strike fear in the well, hearts of voters. There needs to be there needs to but be a better always... way for Democrats to talk about things rather than getting schlogged by Republicans who have nothing to run on other than fear and call and 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 running on the perceived or real excesses of the Democrats and the left. And the Democrats are letting that happen to them. They're letting it happen to them. Well, you want to I smack mean, someone. So talk to your nephew. I'm just going to tell him the Biden presidency is over. No, I mean, seriously, like, hopefully he'll give you some good news as to what's going on. Yeah. Well, it, it, there is good news. There's excellent news. There was excellent jobs news yesterday. We revised numbers. It. Yeah. The infrastructure bill was passed. You had, I, I mean, come on. So just, it should be easy. It should or be easier. But it, never, but it never is. And the same people who in the 1960s supported the civil rights movement, stopped supporting the civil rights movement when it turned out that it wasn't just in the South that there were there was a need for civil rights. Right. But it, it turned out that they were talking about integrating schools right. and integrating neighborhoods. Right. And all of a sudden, everyone's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not a racist, but <laughs> I don't want the quality of my school going down. Or I don't want the, my property value going down. Well, I'm course, not a racist. Don't get me a, wrong. This is, a, this is a long story. I mean, yeah. The best book on this is actually The Warmth of Other Sons. Because, I mean, the, the apartheid and violence of the South was 
came with well, the racism like and the, redlining and things like that in the North. Yeah, the, the, the racism of the South was transplanted to the North. It took a different form. Right. It wasn't as overt in some ways. It was more overt in other ways. Right. But the racism remained the same. Right, exactly. I, was, I had a conversation yesterday with a guy who grew up in Mississippi. And, you know, we were saying that it was obviously different, but the outcomes were very, very similar. Yeah. Um, whatever. All right. All right. Well, look. Anyway. Um, we're not solving this problem today. but maybe We're not solving week, this problem. We will. I, I do think, however, adding the language police to the Republicans' quiver is not wise. But I also and and to I that's your that's your point and my point is focusing on that is not wise either. Like to uh, just say like we're going to lose because no, 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 I agree that, with you. that like, shouldn't be the totality of it. I, no, I think but, why but like focusing like allowing there's the no right one to reason frame, why Terry McAuliffe lost. No, it's a combination. Just like any of election, right? Just like any election, right? But the, but, but allowing like them. But do, let's we should not, not give them ammunition. We shouldn't allow them to frame the terms of the debate. We should, and I think I wrote this to you. We need to take the ball and shove it down their throats. Not just play defense, but start to play offense a little I, bit. I think we're agreeing with each other here. No, we are, but we're except for the fact approaches. that I, I definitely think that uh, some of these things are really, really harmful, and that we should avoid. And you're, and what you're saying is, well, the media is too focused on that stuff. The fact is that we amplify the wrong right. stories. We should have talked about it today. Stories. We should have talked about it. You brought it up. Shit. You brought it up. And you know what I say to that? What? <laughs> <laughs> game over. I think no, that's just the wrong answer. But that is the, the buzzer. Oh, that's not the game. That's not the, well, uh, the no. buzzer. Yeah, now the, the game is over. <laughs> We're out of time. Um, I think this could be, you know, because we've talked about this and we try to be more sensitive to how we exit the, right. the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Does this sound sensitive? <laughs> that sounds insensitive to me. It does sound insensitive, but I really like it. I like it too, but, or we could just do this as the outro. <laughs> That's cool. The, 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 I like the, the buzzer thing. It sounds like survey says. Yeah. Well, it's the wrong answer. Right. Yeah. Wrong answer. So I like the outro. Do that again. Sure. That's super cool, man. Dude. We have the we have the like the Van Halen intro and this on the out. Nice. I mean, we're talking about high quality production. Exactly. Value, I mean. Exactly. All um, right. All right. We're out of here. We're out, and I think we did a good job of transitioning to the end of the episode. Yeah. yeah I thought it was really a really terrific transition. Terrific. Until we meet again. Alright, we're out of here. <laughs>